0: Okay, so I'm translating for myself. Yo voy a traducir Give our translators a little break. descanso a um, los traductores. And so let me just look at here. A couple things um, that I want to mention. Un par de cosas que quiero mencionar. We have the, um, the breakthrough event. It was amazing and incredible. last couple times we did it. El, el, el evento de Breakthrough de la Victoria que tuvimos las últimas dos veces fue maravilloso. So we're having one on Friday the 28th, just on Friday night at 7 p.m., Friday, January 28th. El viernes 28 de enero tenemos uno de estos eventos. Solamente va a ser un par de horas en viernes en la noche. So only Friday the 28th at 7 p.m. And it's like, it's like, um, it's like it's an opportunity for you to invite people to come to this event so they get a taste of the whole event. Then they get an opportunity to sign up for the Breakthrough Retreat in April, okay? We actually call it Breakthrough Advance in April. Entonces, vamos a tener este viernes en la noche, 28 de enero, a las 7 de la noche. Y es una, es una oportunidad para invitar personas a venir Al Retiro de Breakthrough, okay, que va a ser en Abril. So, anyways, this uh Friday the 28th, okay, that's the Breakthrough Retreat. And then we have a comedy night, Word of Laughter. <laughs> it's uh, on February 4th at 6.30 p.m., $20 dinner provided, $20 a person dinner provided. It's a great date night, okay. Uh, it's going to be at the church that Nick Leone is hosting. Where's Nick? What you doing out there, man? Um, the was <laughs> As you can see, he's the adequate person to host a comedy night. <laughs> I'm going to look for you in five minutes again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. There you go. So that's uh, uh, February 4th, okay, at 6.30. Great date night opportunity. Una noche, una uh, oportunidad para un date maravilloso, okay. Um, va a ser aquí en la iglesia. Okay, so, uh, let me see. I think that's all. Eso es todo lo que tenía que anunciarles, okay. Y los matrimonios comienzan mañana de regreso, okay. Does everybody have uh, notes for tonight? Todos tienen notas de esta noche? You should have a uh, two page Okay, deben tener dos hojas, okay. Eh, si alguien todavía necesita, levante su mano. If you still need some, please just uh, raise your hand. And um, and we're, we're going to uh, we're gonna stay close to the notes, pretty close to the notes. Uh, And then uh, we have a couple couple different things towards the end of tonight Vamos a estar bien uh, un poco apegados a las notas Pero después tenemos algo uh, preparado para el fin de la noche And remember the goal is to get out exactly in one hour In 60 minutes at 7.59 La meta es salir a las 7.59 59 59 minutes now, 59 minutos And um, now if you stay in your chat, that's on you Si te queda, si estás platicando más, eso ya queda sobre ti. Or, or if you can't yank your kids out of youth because the f- they're just having amazing, you know, connections, then that's on them. Y si no puedes sacar a tus hijos del del salón de jóvenes, eso ya es, pues, ya es, son tus hijos que están teniendo maravillosas conexiones. So, we're gonna start in Romans chapter one for the next eight weeks. The book of Romans, amazing book in the Bible. El libro de Romanos es un libro maravilloso en la Biblia. And um, and we have different teachers set up for this. Tenemos diferentes maestros que van a estar enseñando esto. But it is from the Power Academy, um, which you can access that online as well and, and watch uh, of the material as you like. Also, there's many, many other subjects. This is la Academia de Poder que está en línea en inglés, pero aquí lo tenemos traducido también a español, okay? And so, Romans chapter 1, we're going to start reading. Uh, in verse 1, vamos a comenzar leyendo el capítulo 1, versículo 1. And, you know, the book of Romans was written by the Apostle Paul, right? El Apostle Pablo escribió el libro de Romanos. And the book of Romans is a, an amazing masterpiece. Es una obra maestra increíble. Because it pretty much tells the story of the whole Bible. Prácticamente cuenta la historia de toda la Biblia entera. It's like, it's the whole gospel right here. We could say it's one of the most important books in the Bible or one of the most uh, complete books in the Bible that that just have so much in it that helps you understand everything. Tiene tanto dentro del libro de Romanos que es como que te enseña la Biblia entera en un solo libro. It's almost like the whole Bible in one, okay? And and, and you'll see as we study it why, why that is. Y al estudiarlo vas a ver por qué es esto, ¿sí? And so it, it shows us uh, sin, it shows us salvation, it, so, it shows us, you know, redemption, it, it shows us everything that happened, Nos enseña todo lo que pasó. And so a lot of people get confused, uh, especially in the first chapters, because they, they forget that it's also referring to the things that happened in Genesis. Y muchas personas se confunden porque no entienden que en el primer capítulo y en los primeros capítulos está hablando y refiriéndose a cosas que pasaron en Génesis. And so, we'll point some of those things out. Así que vamos a, a mostrar algunas de esas cosas. Also, one more thing. The book of Romans was written to believers, not unbelievers. El libro de Romanos fue escrito a creyentes, no a incrédulos. And so, it's important to keep that in mind. Es importante eso en mente también, okay? So, it says, verse 1, dice el versículo 1. This letter is from Paul, a slave or a bondservant, or uh, of Jesus of Christ Jesus chosen to chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. Dice yo Pablo esclavo de Cristo uh, y elegido por So, you know, first thing to to note here is that a slave is very different than a bondservant. And, and the word used here is for a bondservant, which means a slave volunteered slave, so by option. He he chooses to make himself a slave by love. Entonces aquí esta palabra esclavo quiere decir esclavo por amor. Sí, quiere decir que no es un esclavo comprado, no es un esclavo a, fuer- a fuerzas, sino que él por amor escogió hacerse esclavo. So yes, he chose by love To make himself a slave. And that's what he's referring to himself as, as a slave to Christ Jesus by love, by choice. And that's really, really important because we know we're not slaves. Sabemos que no somos esclavos, somos hijos. But Paul felt so indebted to the Lord that he said, I am am making myself a slave by love. Y y Pablo se describe a sí mismo por el amor y el agradecimiento que le tiene a la gracia de Dios. Se describe como un esclavo por amor. So it's, that's the difference between just a slave that has no option and a bondservant. It's the difference between un esclavo y un esclavo por amor. Okay? Does that make sense? Tiene sentido eso? Right? And so so he, he calls himself uh, a slave, right, uh, to Christ Jesus. And then verse 2 said, God promised this good news so long ago through his prophets and the Holy Scriptures. Dice, Dios prometió esa noticia hace tiempo por medio de sus profetas en las Sagradas Escrituras. La buena noticia trata de su hijo en la vida terrenal. Él fue descendiente del rey David y quedó Demostrado que era el Hijo de Dios cuando fue resucitado de los muertos mediante el poder del Espíritu Santo. And it says in uh, verse 3, The good news is about his son. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line. And he was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them. So that they will believe and obey him, bringing glory to his name. Dice el verso 5, dice, Por medio de Cristo Dios nos ha dado a nosotros como apóstoles el privilegio y la autoridad de anunciar por todas partes a los gentiles lo que Dios ha hecho por ellos a fin de que crean en él y lo obedezcan, lo cual dará gloria a su nombre. "'Ustedes están incluidos entre los gentiles que fueron llamados a pertenecer a Jesucristo. "'And you are included among those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. "'I'm writing to all of you in Rome who are loved by God and are called to be His own holy people. "'May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace.'" Les escribo a todos ustedes, los amados de Dios, que están en Roma y son llamados a ser su pueblo santo. Que Dios nuestro Padre y Señor Jesucristo les dé gracia y paz. Alright, so the message of righteousness transforms. And this is one of the main messages in Romans, is the message of righteousness. Uno de los mensajes principales de Romanos es la justicia and grace y la gracia. ¿Sí? Um, gospel is built on grace, on faith and righteousness. Grace is what God did for us when he died when he died and rose again. Faith is our positive response, right? So dice eh, la letra A el evangelio se basa en la gracia, la fe, y la justicia. Grace is lo que Dios hizo por nosotros cuando murió y resucitó. So the difficult part was done by him. La cosa difícil y más grande fue hecha por él. If we think about it, the the problem was sin. Right? el problema era el pecado, and sin needed to be dealt with. Y el, el pecado necesitaba ser eh, eh, enfrentado. <clears throat> Algo se necesitaba hacer acerca del pecado. So that was the problem, right? And then, he, what he did was grace, right? Through Jesus, uh, it says in John chapter 1 that in Jesus Christ came tr- uh, grace and truth. La Biblia dice en Juan 1 que a través de Jesucristo vino la gracia y la verdad. So there's the solution. Jesus Christ brought the solution. Jesucristo trajo la solución. To us, that looks like grace. A nosotros eso se ve como gracia, right? And so the problem with sin. Grace is what he did for us when he died and rose again and offered us a gift. La gracia es lo que él hizo cuando murió, resucitó y nos ofreció ese regalo. And faith is our positive response to the gospel. What we do with what God did for us through grace. Y, y, y la, uh, la fe es right? So the difficult part was to come, live a sinless life, die on the cross, rose again, defeated, conquered, death, sin in the grave. Right? That, that was the hard part. None of us could have done that. Ninguno de nosotros podía haber hecho la parte que Jesús hizo, que fue venir, vivir una vida sin pecado, morir, resucitar, conquistar la muerte, el pecado y y la tumba, y después ofrecernos el regalo. So, our response is the faith part, right? We believe in what he did, and because of that, then righteousness is the result of the gospel. La justicia, entonces, viene a ser el resultado del evangelio. So, sin is the problem, Jesus comes, he is the person of grace And through his sacrifice He gives us grace Faith is our response Righteousness is the result ¿Están conmigo? El pecado es el problema La gracia nos fue demostrada A través de Jesucristo nos fue dada A través de fe la recibimos Y la justicia es el resultado Because we're made the righteousness of God In Christ Jesus by what? By believing in Jesus Christ Somos hechos la justicia de Dios En Cristo Jesús Al creer en Jesucristo, en lo que Él hizo. So who's got the hard part? He had the hard part. Él le tocó la parte difícil. Who had the easy part? We had the easy part. We just had to receive it and believe it. Nosotros tenemos la parte fácil, creerlo ¿sí? y recibirlo. Amen? So when you believe in Jesus, you are made 100% righteous in your spirit. Cuando tú crees en Jesús, eres hecho 100% justo en tu espíritu. Realizing that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Will transform your life El darte cuenta que eres la justicia de Dios en Cristo Jesús Transformará tu vida Alright, this is good Esto es bueno, esto está bueno um, I love uh, right here in verse 5 Where it says so that they will believe and obey him Me encanta lo que dice en el verso 5 Para que le creyeran y obedecieran See, it says, through Christ has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell the Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them, so that they will believe and obey Him, bringing glory to His name. Entonces, lo que está diciendo aquí en el verso 5 es que a través de Cristo es fuera la autoridad de contarle a los gentiles. See, we're all Gentiles. nosotros gentiles. Is there any, actually, is there any Jew here? Any? Nobody? Okay, yeah? No, she's like, don't bother me, no. No, no no, okay. No, you. So then we're all gentiles, right? Which means that we were we we received an invitation to something that we weren't born into. Decir que recibimos una invitación a algo en lo que no nacimos. And so so it's saying here like that was the through Christ they were given the privilege authority to tell the Gentiles, us, what God did for us. Not just for them, but for us. With the purpose that we would believe and obey him to bring glory to his name. El propósito es creer y obedecer. Not just believe, but obey. No solamente creer, sino también obedecer. Right? Because uh, James tells us that faith without action is dead. La fe sin acción está muerta. So if we just believe but never do anything about it, it doesn't mean much. Si creemos y nunca hacemos nada al respecto, no significa mucho. But we actually bring glory to his name when, believe, when we believe and obey him. Pero traemos gloria a su nombre cuando creemos y obedecemos. Amen? I want to bring glory to his name. You can traer gloria a su nombre. All right. Let's, um, right here in, uh, in these in these few verses... Uh, we see that Jesus is the Son of God and the Son of Man. Vemos que en estos versículos que Jesús es el Hijo de Dios y el Hijo del Hombre. Death couldn't hold him because he was perfectly righteous and did no sin. La muerte no pudo detenerlo porque él era perfectamente justo y no cometió pecado. See, he was a spotless lamb. Él era el, el Cordero Santo. En Apocalipsis 1.18, in Revelation 1.18, it says, I am he who lives... And was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen. And I have the keys of Hades and death. Dicen in Apocalypse 1 18, Yo soy el que vive y estuve muerto, y aquí estoy vivo para siempre, y tengo las llaves de Hades y de la muerte. The devil has no authority or power. He has no authority or power over us who understand who Jesus is, what Jesus did, and who we are in Christ. Si el diablo no tiene poder sobre nosotros creyentes que entendemos lo que Jesús hizo, quienes somos en él y lo que hizo por nosotros. But interesting enough, if you don't know these things, he can really lie to you and get you all tangled up and pretty messed up. Pero si no creemos estas cosas, entonces si no sabemos quiénes somos en Cristo Jesús, nos puede mentir y nos puede poner en muchos aprietos. Because it is through lying that we can become deceived and then live a different life Even though we have the right to live A glorious one Porque es a través de las mentiras del diablo Que nos, des, nos, nos engaña Y nos hace vivir Otras cosas que no See, God's not going to force us So we choose to what we believe Dios no nos fuerza, Así que nosotros escogemos que creemos You can choose to believe That you might die tomorrow And live in fear Even if it's not true Tú puedes escoger Creer que te vas a morir mañana y vivir en temor, aunque no sea verdad. Because you believe that, you will also experience that. Porque lo crees, lo vas a experimentar. Even if it's not true, aunque no sea verdad. If I tell you your car does not work, don't even get in it, and you believe the lie, you walk home. Si yo te digo tu carro no sirve, ni siquiera te metas a tu carro, y tú crees la mentira... Vas a a llegar caminando a casa Even if it's not true It's a lie I don't have any power over you I didn't force you to walk home Yo no tengo poder sobre tu vida Ni te torcí el brazo para que caminaras a casa All I did was lie to you And you chose to believe me Instead of believe truth Simplemente te mentí Y tú escogiste creerme en vez de creer verdad And it's the same way the enemy comes and he lies to us about who we are in Christ, what Jesus did for us, and who Jesus is. Y así es lo que hace el enemigo. El enemigo viene a mentirnos de quién es Jesús, de lo que Jesús hizo por nosotros, y de quiénes somos nosotros en Cristo Jesús. And so if he gets those things twisted... It will affect how we receive from God and how we see ourselves and how we live our lives. You see, creemos esas mentiras, entonces va a afectar cómo vemos a Dios, cómo recibimos de Dios y cómo vivimos nuestra vida. Right? If, you, if he lies to you and he tells you, no, healing is something from Jesus' time that doesn't exist anymore, you won't even dare to believe for healing. Therefore, that's the power he's exercising over your life. You're living under a lie, missing out on something Jesus paid for, which is healing. Entonces, lo que pasa es que tú crees la mentira de que la sanidad no es para el día de hoy, y entonces vives tu vida sin creer por sanidad, enfermo con algo que él ya pagó en la cruz. See, so that, the, the devil has no power, but he's a liar and he's an accuser. And that's the only thing that he has that can actually affect our lives. Y es lo único que él tiene que realmente puede afectar nuestras vidas. That's why we need to become experts at identifying the lies of the enemy. Por eso convertirnos en expertos en identificar las mentiras del enemigo. Because it's the only way he can get in and steal from us. Es la única manera en la que él puede entrar y robarnos. Oh, you got no authority. Oh, you're messed up because of the family you were born in, and there's no coming out of that. Tú no tienes esperanza. Naciste en una familia que no tiene esperanza, y ya no hay manera de salir de eso. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You see, yeah, Spanish translated, okay, to okay. Yeah. <laughs> we say, no way. I want to know what the Word of God says. You know? <clears throat> okay, I need to stick to this because I was about to go on somewhere else. So, <laughs> Romans 1, 5 through 13, okay? So, we're, we're going to keep reading. on seguir leyendo. Romanos cinco al 13. Actually, we left on verse 8. Dejamos el versículo 8. It says, verse 8, Let me say first that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith in him is being talked about all over the world. Dice, ante todo les digo que mediante Jesucristo le doy gracias a mi Dios por todos ustedes, porque en todas partes del mundo se habla de la fe que tienen en él. Verse 9 says, God knows how often I pray for you. Day and night I bring you and your needs in prayer to God, whom I serve with all my heart by spreading the good news about his son. One of the things I always pray for is the opportunity, God willing, to come at last to see you. Verso 9 y 10 dice: A Dios sabe cuántas veces les recuerdo en mis oraciones, día y noche hago mención de ustedes y sus necesidades delante de Dios, a quien sirvo con todo mi corazón anunciando la buena noticia acerca de su Hijo. Algo que siempre pido en oración es que Dios mediante se presente la oportunidad de ir por fin a verlos, pues tengo muchos deseos de visitarlos para llevarles algún don espiritual que les ayude a crecer en el Señor. It says, for I long to visit you, verse eleven. So I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord, verse twelve. When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but also want to be encouraged by yours. Cuando nos encontremos, quiero alentarlos en la fe, pero también me gustaría recibir aliento de la fe de ustedes, verse thirteen. I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to visit you, but I was prevented until now. I want to work among you and see spiritual fruit just as I have seen among other Gentiles. Verso 13. Quiero que sepan, amados hermanos, que me propuse muchas veces ir a visitarlos, pero hasta el momento me vi impedido. Mi deseo es trabajar entre ustedes y ver frutos espirituales tal como he visto entre otros gentiles. Okay, so we serve God with our spirit in the gospel. Servimos a Dios con nuestro espíritu en el Evangelio. Paul wants to see people established and full of the giftings of the Almighty. Y Pablo quería ver a todos los creyentes llenos del fruto del Espíritu. You know, something that um, that jumps at me here in verse 12, algo que, que el Señor me ha resaltado en este versículo 12. says, when we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. En el verso se dice, Cuando nos encontremos, quiero alentarlos en la fe, pero también quiero ser alentado por ustedes. You know, and that's um, that's a little bit of something that's missing in the church sometimes. Es algo que falta a veces en la iglesia because we go to hear the one man, but, but a lot of times we don't really pay attention to the rest of the believers and what they have to say. And so one of the things that we're actually, uh, that we're going to do towards the end of tonight is we're going to break up into small groups in your section, like three to four people, and uh, we're going to share what the Lord spoke to us. It doesn't matter if, you know, if it's something you heard for the first time or you know, or you feel like somebody, it doesn't matter what it is. We're going to share what we got out of this lesson today, out of Romans 1, and the ahas that, that the Holy Spirit revealed to us, because then we get to do this. Then we get to be exactly encouraged by the faith of others and what God said through others. Y, y, y lo que vamos a hacer es separarnos en grupos pequeños al final y compartir lo que el Señor nos habló a cada uno. Just one, uh-huh. you know, we don't need to preach to each other for 30 minutes. It's just just like, hey, I got this. I never seen this. Or this today was again, you know, highlighted by the Lord to me. Eh, tal vez es, no es predicarles a, a los demás, sino simplemente compartir. Esto es lo que lo que me resaltó a mí. This is how this shows up in my life. Or this is how uh, this is how I how I experienced it or how I perceived it. Así es como yo lo experimente o lo percibí. Because we need to um, learn to honor one another and know that each of us have gifts that God has put inside of them. Que reconocer que cada uno de nosotros tiene dones que Dios ha puesto dentro de nosotros. And so when I get to receive from God through my wife or through James or through Carlos or something, like I'm I'm getting another um, taste of God you know what I mean because I chose to honor the gifts that are in all of them and say hey you know I want to know how you know what you got out of Romans you know because through their life and their experiences like things would come out completely different and give me a different perspective I've never seen before Cuando yo honro lo que hay en la vida de otras personas y escucho el mismo evangelio pero de la perspectiva o los ojos de alguien más, puedo aprender algo que jamás había visto anteriormente por haber escogido honrar a esa persona. ¿Sí? Eh, cada persona trae diferente sabor en su vida que Dios puso ahí y, y todos podemos recibir eso. So, that's why we love in our church to have so many different speakers. I would love to speak every Sunday, but, you know, it's not about me. It's about all of us receiving from the gifts of, you know, different people and different offices that God has established. Y, y a mí me encantaría pregar todos los domingos, pero no se trata de mí. Se trata de que todos puedan recibir de diferentes dones, ¿sí? de diferentes oficinas que Dios ha puesto. So when we learn to connect with each other and to be a little vulnerable and not only share but also receive from someone else, you know, you might, you might receive something amazing you weren't expecting just in your small group. Entonces cuando... So that's why that is so important. Does that make sense? You know, and I love that Paul's saying it right here, he's like, I don't, I'm not just looking to come and preach at you, but I can't wait to hear your testimonies. I can't wait to hear what your faith has been doing and, and how you how you see this and how it's showing up through your life because it's going to show up completely different than it's showing up through my life. ¿Sí si me entiendes? Eh va a ser completamente diferente que como como se expresa en mi vida como se expresa en la tuya. Entonces Pablo les estaba diciendo, no solamente que yo venía a predicarles, sino que quiero venir a escuchar de sus testimonios, you know, and our testimonies are so encouraging. The Bible says that um, you will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. Dice que por la del y la palabra del testimonio. And that is so powerful because the testimony is, is your testimony. El testimonio es tu testimonio. And so when I hear your testimony, I go, oh my gosh, I never heard anything like that before. Y cuando yo escucho testimonio, puedo decir, nunca había escuchado algo así. And testimonies do exactly what it says here in verse 12. It Encourages our faith to believe for new things and in new ways. Y los testimonios hacen eso. Nos animan la fe a creer cosas nuevas y nuevas maneras. I mean, Monica. I don't know. She's not here tonight, but Monica was on the bed, dressed, getting rolled into the OR. Monica la estaban estaba ya vestida para la operación. La llevaban la camilla a la sala de operación because she had a a tumor the size of a golf ball on her shoulder porque tenía un tumor en su hombro del tamaño de una pelota de golf and they're on the way to the OR and they can't find the ball y van en camino a a la sala de operación y ya no pueden encontrar la bola de golf and she tells you the story and it encourages your faith to like oh my gosh like (laughs) God did it for her He'll do it for me And he'll do it for other people Y te anima tu fe a creer Si Dios lo hizo por, por ella Lo hará por mí Y lo hará por otros See God's not a God That runs out of resources Of miracles Dios no se le acaban Los recursos o milagros So when we hear Other testimonies It's a receipt And a testimony And a guarantee That if he did it For someone else He'll do it for you Entonces cuando escuchas El testimonio de alguien más Es una garantía Un testimonio ¿sí? Que dice Si lo hizo por ellos because he's no respecter of persons. Porque él no hace excepción de personas. If you just believe, si solamente crees. That's why I love the testimonies. Yeah, I love testimonies. but when we hear testimonies here from Carlos, who got healed from cancer and diabetes, cuando vemos de testimonios de diferentes personas aquí en nuestra iglesia es más cercano. See, it's like it's like wait a minute. It's not just some guy on the internet. It's the guy I sit next to at church. No solamente alguien en el internet. Es el con el que me siento en la iglesia. You know what I mean? ¿Sí ¿Me entiendes? And so it's like it's it's close to home. It's like, wait, I know him. Like, he's late sometimes. <laughs> Yo lo conozco, dices. A veces llega tarde. He's not like a perfect saint, you know? Why? It's faith. It's not by works. Es por fe, no es por obras. God's <laughs> good. This is one bueno. <clears throat> um, let's talk about number three. Vamos a ver el número tres. Paul's three decisions. Las tres decisiones de Pablo. Verse 14. Verso 14. For I have a great sense of obligation to people in both the civilized world and the rest of the world, to the educated and uneducated, So I am eager to come to you in Rome too to preach the good news. Verse 16. For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. Verso 14 dice... Pues siento una gran obligación tanto con los habitantes del mundo civilizado como con los del resto del mundo. Con los instruidos y con los y los incultos por igual. Así que estoy ansioso por visitarlos también a ustedes que están en Roma para predicarles la buena noticia. Pues no me avergüenzo de la buena noticia del evangelio acerca de Cristo porque es poder de Dios en acción para salvar a todos los que creen a los judíos primero y también a los gentiles. And so, Paul makes three decisions that greatly impact his life. Decision number one, to be a debtor to people. Decision numero one el ser deudor a las personas. Deudor a las personas. 1 Corinthians 6.19 tells us we're not our own. La primera de Corintios 6.19 dice, ya no nos pertenecemos a nosotros mismos. Paul says he's a debtor to people to share with them the message of Jesus. Pablo dice que él es deudor a las personas de compartir el mensaje de Jesús. Right? So, so why is he a debtor? First of all, he tells us in, in, in verse 1 that he, he made himself a bondservant. Because of the gratitude and the love he had, he chose to stay a servant of Christ by choice, a slave by choice. And it nos dice, primero que nada, su deuda era porque... Él estaba tan agradecido, sí, que escogió mantenerse un esclavo. You know, this this was actually a thing. There were some masters that chose to stay uh, a slave by love because their masters were really good to them. Porque sus sus amos eran tan buenos a ellos que muchos uh, esto era algo que sí existía. Algunos se, se escogían quedar en esa casa y servir a sus amos porque eran buenos amos. And so, you know, obviously God, you know, he's he's our master, but he's our father, right? And so he's like if there's any good boss is gonna be our heavenly father. And so we choose to, even the worst sons, we choose to voluntarily serve him, right, and submit ourselves to his authority. And now why was Paul so thankful, right? Because before Paul, he was Saul of Tarsus, right? Porque antes de ser Pablo, era Saulo de Tarso. And he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Y era un fariseo de He was an expert in the law. Era un experto en la ley. He, um, he was persecuting Christians, those of the way, because remember, Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life, so they would call themselves those of the way. And he used to persecute them and arrest them and kill them. Y entonces Pablo había dedicado su vida, antes de ser Pablo era Saulo, y se había dedicado a ser el que perseguía, arrestaba y este y mataba a los del camino, que eran los seguidores de Jesús, los cristianos, ¿sí? porque por qué se llaman los del camino? Porque él es Jesús el camino, la verdad y la vida y ellos se llamaban a sí mismo los del camino. So 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 was persecuting these of the way. As a matter of fact, he oversaw the uh, the stoning of of Stephen. El de hecho vio y supervisó cuando apedrearon a Esteban. I mean, this was like something really. I mean, I was trying to think of examples, but we're not going to do that. Estaba pensando en ejemplos contemporáneos, pero no vamos a hacer eso. You know, but but it was, um, he was a really bad guy, but he was deceived. Era un hombre muy muy malo, pero porque estaba engañado, he actually thought he was doing. Holy work for God Él pensaba que estaba haciendo Trabajo santo para Dios And so When he has an encounter with Jesus Which I'm going to talk about that On Sunday Cuando tiene el encuentro con Jesús Su vida es transformada y voy a hablar de eso el domingo And um, And instead of uh, Persecuting Christians Or persecuting Jesus Now he's Preaching Jesus And pursuing God Right Y después En vez de Perseguir cristianos Empieza a uh, a buscar a Dios y a predicar uh, acerca de Jesús. So, imagine the weight of guilt. Imagínate el peso de culpa. That you thought you were doing the right thing, but then you realized you were so wrong. Que pensabas que estabas haciendo lo correcto, pero después te das cuenta que estabas mal. And it wasn't like a mistake, like it cost somebody a little money. No, it was lives of people right so the weight of guilt right it, it, that's something that only the grace of God and the Holy Spirit could could remove from him but you can clearly see why the man called himself a bond slave of Jesus Christ and why he said I'm dedicating my life and I am a debtor to people and I will preach the good news f- forever. Pero puedes ver claramente por qué el hombre escogió ser un siervo, un esclavo de Jesucristo por, por voluntad propia y predicar como deuda a todas las personas. Are you with me? Do you see the, the weight of it? You know, the Bible says that to whom much has been forgiven loves much. La Biblia dice que a quien se le ha perdonado mucho, ama mucho. Now, what it doesn't mean, and a lot of people get confused, is that if you weren't as bad as Paul, you don't have a lot to be thankful for. Because, the matter of fact, is that we were all forgiven 100%. Y, y no quiere decir que si tú no fuiste tan malo como Pablo, no tienes tanto que agradecer ni tanto que amar. Porque a todos nos fue perdonado el 100%. And that's what most people don't realize, because some go, well, you know, I've never even cheated anybody. I've never stolen from anybody. I've never, you know, never even hurt a bird. You know, algunos dicen, pero yo nunca he ni ni matado un pájaro. But it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with that if you, if you're guilty of one, of breaking one of the law, one of the commandments, and the commandments weren't just ten, there was like, was it four hundred or six hundred, something like that? Six hundred, right? Los mandamientos no eran diez, eran como seiscientos. And so, if you broke one, you're guilty of it all. That's what the Bible says. That's a good deal, huh? (laughs) You broke one? All right, you're guilty of it all. Rompiste uno de los mandamientos, eres culpable de toda la ley. Are you kidding me? It's like going into an expensive store and breaking one thing, and now you have to pay for everything in the store. Es como entrar a una tienda cara y rompes una cosa y ahora tienes que pagar por la tienda entera. Well, who could do that? ¿Quién podría hacer eso? So in reality, we were all Forgiven as much as Paul. En realidad todos nos fue perdonado lo mismo que le fue perdonado a Pablo. Because it was 100%. And one, breaking one, sends you to hell just as much. Y el romper una te manda al infierno igual manera. None of us could earn heaven. Ninguno de nosotros jamás podríamos ganarnos el cielo. Because if you choose that plan... Si tú escoges ese plan de salvation, that salvation plan, it's like, you make one mistake, you're guilty of it all, you go down there because you're doomed. You're guilty of it all. Eres culpable de todo. I don't want that plan. It's not, a, it's not a good deal. I mean, are there any salesmen in here that know, know about deals? ¿Algún vendedor aquí sabe de buenos tratos? So Jesus paid it all for us. Así que Jesús pagó todo por nosotros. So if we really Think about it. We have as much to be thankful as Paul was. Si pensamos esto, tenemos igual que ser agradecidos que Pablo. Because the end result, the destination was the same one for Paul or for us without Jesus. Without Jesus, the destination is the same for us and the worst murderer in the world. Well, that's not fair. (laughs) Life's not fair. What happened to Jesus was not fair. Right? But it's not about being fair. It's about the plan of salvation, about his plan. It was a perfect plan. It said, you know what? I'm going to give it all. I'm going to be the perfect lamb. And whoever puts faith in me, they'll be forgiven all of it. Y el plan no se trataba de que fuera justo o no justo, sino se trataba de que el plan de salvación era que el Cordero inmolado, el Cordero Santo, iba a hacer el sacrificio por todos nosotros. Y al poner nuestra fe simplemente en Él, entonces somos 100% salvos. So our righteousness comes because of the blood of Jesus. Nuestra justicia viene por la sangre de Jesús. By putting our faith in Him, al poner nuestra fe en Él, we are made righteous, somos hechos justos. And it's because we're the righteousness of God that we have salvation. Es que tenemos salvación. Porque somos la justicia de Dios. He turned us into what we couldn't turn ourselves so that we could experience what we couldn't earn ourselves. Él nos convirtió en lo que Él era y que no podíamos nosotros ganarnos Para poder vivir. Lo que él sí podía ganar. So it really doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. Don't kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no mates a nadie. Sí importa. But, but before God. It, it, it doesn't matter how bad your sins were. No importa que tan malos fueran tus pecados delante de Dios. When we're speaking about salvation. You know. Hablando de nuestra salvación. Because you're either. The righteousness of God or you're not righteous. It is, o eres la justicia de Dios o no eres justo. On your own, self-righteousness, you're not gonna make, you're not, you, you can never be righteous enough. Por ti mismo, nunca puedes ser suficientemente justo. In him, faith in Jesus, he makes you 100% righteous based on your faith, not on your actions. Él te hace 100% justo basado en tus En tu fe, no en tus obras. That's an amazing deal. Es el mejor trato que podemos jamás tener. So then, what's left is our response to that amazing grace. Y lo que queda ahora es nuestra respuesta a esa gracia maravillosa. And this is Paul's response to that amazing grace. I'm making myself a bondservant and I'm indebted to preach the good news for the rest of my life. He understood what had been done for him. Pablo, esa es la respuesta de Pablo, la respuesta de Pablo. Sí, si, eh, lo que él Dios hizo por nosotros, ahora nos deja a nosotros nuestra respuesta. ¿Cuál es nuestra respuesta? Y la respuesta de Pablo fue esa. Yo me hago esclavo de Cristo Jesús y estoy endeudado a predicar las buenas noticias el resto de mi vida. So, do you see how even the phrase entitled Christian doesn't even make sense? Puedes ver como un cristiano que se siente que se lo merece o se debe algo, ni tiene sentido. Like, it makes absolutely no sense. You could never serve God enough to be like, well, I've served him for 10 years, so now I'm like, you know, I'm good, I'm just going to coast. Dices, <laughs> bueno, yo ya le serví a Dios como 10 años, así que yo ya, ya pagué mi deuda. Yeah, you... You didn't even start covering, like, you know, not even like 1% of your debt. And God is never asking us to do that. We can't. Isn't it funny how sometimes people feel entitled to salvation? You know, because I've been giving money to the church for 40 years. Some guy told me this just a few weeks ago. It made me so mad. Una persona me dijo esto hace unas semanas. Oh, yo he estado dando dinero a la iglesia por tantos años. Me merezco esto y esto. As if you deserved anything. Como si te merecieras algo. So like, I'll move away because God might drop all your money back to you right now in pennies and I would not want to be near you. Me voy a hacer a un lado porque tal vez ahorita Dios te regresa todo tu dinero en centavos y yo no quiero estar cerca. You know, sometimes, you know, we might have thoughts and attitudes that are a little bit entitled, but we need to understand, like, it, our life is the response to His great grace. And then we get to live eternity with Him. Like, this life is a drop in a bucket compared to eternity. Esta vida es una gota en una cubeta comparada con la eternidad. Y esta vida es nuestra respuesta a su maravillosa gracia. Alright, so first decision, to be a debt, debtor to people. Primera decisión, ser un deudor a las personas. Uh, a las personas. Um, decision two, to be ready to preach the gospel. La decisión número dos, es estar listo para predicar el evangelio. We need to be ready to share the message of Jesus wherever we go. Necesitamos estar listos para compartir el mensaje de Jesús donde quiera que vayamos. That's what you're doing today. Es lo que estás haciendo hoy. You're getting ready. Te estás alistando. Good news. Jesus came and died on the cross and took our sins so we could become his righteousness. Las buenas noticias son que Jesús vino, murió en la cruz y llevó nuestro pecado para poder ser, para que seamos la justicia de Dios. Decision number three. To not be ashamed of the gospel. La decisión número tres. El no estar avergonzados del evangelio. It is the power of God unto salvation. Es, la, es el poder de Dios para salvación. Don't be ashamed for going to church, for believing God's word, for following his standard. For having Christian morals, please. No tengas vergüenza de ir a la iglesia, de creer la palabra de Dios, de seguir sus estándares, ¿sí? esos estándares morales de, 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 de la Biblia. Don't be ashamed of the full gospel and all it includes. No estés avergonzado del evangelio completo y todo lo que incluye. Isaiah 5.20 Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Isaiah 5.20 dice Cuidado con aquellos que llaman El mal bien y el bien mal. We don't need to be ashamed to know there's a line. No tenemos que tener vergüenza de saber que hay una, una línea. See ¿Sí? Because we're never condemning people. But if there's no line, they don't know the difference between right or wrong. No, nunca estamos condenando a la gente, pero si no hay línea, no saben lo que está bien y lo que está mal. And so it is our responsibility to preach the truth in love and not pass condemnation, but invitation To know Jesus and his love and his grace. Y no pasar condenación, sino una invitación a conocer el amor de Dios y su gracia. Um, Preaching the grace of God, the gospel releases the power of God's salvation. El predicar la gracia de Dios, el evangelio, suelta el poder de Dios para salvación. Salvation is the word sotería. uh, La palabra salvación es la palabra sotería. And salvation means forgiveness of sins, healing of the body, Peace in the mind, provision for lack, protection from the enemy. Y salvación significa perdón de pecados, sanidad para el cuerpo, paz en la mente, provisión eh, en vez de eh, escasez, protección del enemigo. For all who believe, we believe the whole gospel, the full definition of salvation. Y para los que creemos, creemos el evangelio completo, la definición completa. You see, the gospel is not just our ticket to heaven. El evangelio no es solo un boleto al cielo. And if that's all it is for you, you're missing out on a lot and you're robbing Jesus' reward. Y si tú piensas que el Evangelio es solamente un boleto al cielo, te estás perdiendo de mucho y le estás robando a Jesús su recompensa. In other words, you're leaving things, laying there, that were already paid for for you to receive. Estás dejando cosas ahí tiradas que ya fueron pagadas para que tú recibieras. Healing in the body, peace of mind, provision, protection from the enemy. Sanidad para el cuerpo. Paz, provisión, protection. Number four, Jesus provided for the whole man. Jesus provided salvation for the whole man, spirit, soul, and body. Jesús proveyó salvación para eh, todo el hombre. Espíritu, alma, y cuerpo. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Fue herido por nuestras transgresiones. Molido por nuestras iniquidades. Right? So it, it, Isaiah 53.5 actually covers all those parts. The spirit... The soul, the body, okay. It covers parts of the spirit, of the alma, and of the cuerpo. Right? By his stripes we are healed in the body. Por sus llagas fuimos sanados en el cuerpo. Jesus paid for our prosperity the same time he paid for our forgiveness. Jesús pagó por nuestra prosperidad la misma manera que pagó por nuestro perdón, and that's amazing there because uh, we used to tell people like, Jesus paid for your sin. But you can't believe him for healing That makes no sense It was all paid on the same receipt Le Decíamos a la gente Jesús pagó por tu pecado Y lo crees Pero como no crees que pagó por tu enfermedad O por tu dolor Estaba todo en el mismo recibo It was all on the same receipt I mean don't you look at Have you ever looked back at your receipt be like wait a minute I thought I paid for this Alguna vez ves tu recibo Y dices espera un momento Que no pagué por esto ya Right It's the same thing It's like People walking away with Only one thing on the receipt and leaving the rest there. La gente está viviendo su vida dejando el resto de las cosas por las que Jesús pagó y y está en el recibo. 2 Corinthians 8, it's the same thing with prosperity. 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. And guess what? Look up that word. It's talking about material, financial, tangible goods. Y ahí de 8, 9, que, por la gracia nuestro Señor Jesucristo, siendo rico, por nosotros se hizo pobre para que a través de su pobreza fuéramos hecho ricos y no está, no está hablando de riqueza espiritual, está hablando de cosas materiales. You know, that's amazing. It's right there and people miss it. No, I can't be that good. No puede ser así de bueno. So the same way he paid for your sins, which you believe, because you know you're going to heaven. La misma manera que pagó por tus pecados porque tú lo crees y sabes que vas al cielo. In the same way, he paid for your healing and he paid for your prosperity. La misma pagó por tu sanidad y por tu prosperidad. You know, Jesus became poor, poor on the cross. You know, you go out and you see a homeless person. And if they have clothes on and water, they're nowhere near to what poverty actually means. Because the worst kind of poverty is being naked and thirsty, and that's how Jesus died on the cross. El peor tipo de pobreza es el estar desnudo y sediento, y eso es la manera en la que Jesús murió. He became poor when he left heaven. Anything on earth is poor compared to heaven, and ultimately on the cross. Él se hizo pobre cuando dejó el, el cielo. Jesus paid for your healing at the same time he paid for forgiveness. Jesús pagó por tu sanidad la misma manera que pagó por tu perdón. Let's read verse 17 here. Verso 17 dice, This good news tells how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. It is through faith that a righteous person has life. That's from Habakkuk. To four. Uh, in 17, says, the ojos, es but God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see His invisible qualities, His eternal power, and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. Verso 20 dice: Pues desde la creación del mundo todos han visto los cielos y la tierra por medio de todo lo que hizo Dios, ellos pueden ver. A simple vista, las cualidades invisibles de Dios, su poder eterno y su naturaleza divina. Así que no tiene excusa para no conocer a Dios. I love this. Because it's, it, it, what it's telling us is like, if you've seen creation and have seen the skies, you know that there is a God and you have no excuse. Está diciendo, si has visto la creación y si has visto los cielos y has visto la grandeza de todo lo que él creó, no tienes excusa, sabes que hay un Dios. That's amazing. I mean, it's like, it takes a lot of work to make something up like evolution. Toma mucho trabajo inventarse algo como la teoría de la evolución. Um, let's go to verse 25. Says, um, actually, hold on one second. So, right here in these verses, it's talking about sexual perversion. And one, one of the things I was telling you, it's actually you're referring back to what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. Y aquí por los versos 25, 24, 25, 26, está hablando de la perversión sexual y de hecho está refiriéndose a lo que sucedió en Sodoma y Gomorra. So it's it's describing that part of the problem, sin, right? Well, right here uh, before, uh, in verse 17, it tells us this is how we become righteous, right? It is it is by faith. Nos dice en el verso 17, es, es por fe que somos justos. But then it, start, it starts going into what happened in Genesis, right? and how men and women started turning away from their natural state, como el hombre y la mujer se voltearon de su estado natural, ¿verdad? Y, se, y, y, y entró la homosexualidad y todo ese pecado. And then homosexuality and all that sin came in, right? And then well, we know the story, and then the flood came, and, and, and all those things happened, and then Sodom and Gomorrah, and then judgment over that city, and all that stuff. Después, we know, después del diluvio, después vino Sodoma y Gomorra, después vino ese juicio, and, and all of that. So this is, Romans chapter 1 is telling us, this is how we become righteous, okay? But this was the problem. So now it goes to the problem. Okay, and then at the end in verse 32 says, they know God's justice require that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyways. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. So it was propagating, and it was and it was becoming really, really, really bad. And God knew, like, there needed to come a solution. So this these first chapters is is the problem, and then it goes into uh, salvation, okay? And then it goes into, um, well, the rest, which we'll leave for next week. Okay. Um, in estos capítulos está hablando de el problema, el pecado, cómo vino, cómo eh, se propagó y, y empezó a esparcirse. So there was a problem. Había un problema grande, and it was not gonna stop. Y no iba a parar. And so the solution was Jesus and the solution was grace. Okay. Y la solución fue Jesús y la gracia. So, um, you have another page, so you can. Finish reading those notes at home. Pues, terminar de leer esas notas en casa. Um, we've been touching on all these points already. Ya tocamos todos estos puntos. Um, uh, how we receive righteousness in faith through Christ Jesus. Como recibimos la, la justicia a través de Jesucristo. Um, and there's extra uh, scriptures that you can read too, but we already touched all these. Ya, ya tocamos y hablamos de todos estos puntos. So next thing we're going to do real quick is um, you have a... A true or false. You can do this at home. Puedes hacer esto en casa. Um, I, we're running out of time and we want to get into the small groups. Ya se nos está acabando el tiempo y queremos hacer nuestros grupos. So, so this one you can answer at home. Um, it's true or false. It's very easy just, you know, kind of to review the lesson. Es, es falso verdadero. Esto lo puedes hacer en casa para, para ver. If, if we have time here, we would do it. But... Um, We're running out, so we're going to get out on time. Vamos a a salir a tiempo. So so this is what I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask that you find two people, maybe make groups of two, but no more than, uh, I'm sorry, of three, but no more than four, okay? And just share real quick one thing that tonight really struck you, and then let the next person go. You know, one thing that was like, I never thought about that, I, I didn't see it that way, or You know, I experienced that this way. Tal vez comparte en tu grupo de dos o tres personas, esto me impactó, esto nunca había escuchado esto. You know, just share something, okay? And and then if anybody in your group needs prayer for anything, just pray for one another, okay? And then we'll reconvene in five minutes. Well, this is the first family night, es la primera noche familiar. After I dismiss you, you're welcome to still hang around on your own. Después de que los despida, pueden quedarse también. And um, I hope you got something out of tonight. Espero que han recibido algo de esta noche. You know, it is is—it's um, going to be awesome. God is good. Espero que han recibido algo bueno. And um, we love you. We bless you. We'll see you on Sunday. Los vemos el domingo. Invite someone to dinner next week. Invite a alguien a cenar la próxima noche. It is 7.59. Right now. And that's over. So God bless you. Dios bendice.